Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner. I'm Zook. And you know what? I think I'm going to stick with that way of introducing things from now on. It worked so well last time, I didn't even have to remember the episode number. That works. It works so well. But for the record, this is episode 279. This is true. Reporting on the week of, you know, August 7th, coming at you August 15th. Yes, hopefully to be released August 16th. It will be. It will be. Per per a Facebook post that went out earlier today. Yeah, real life has just gotten in the way. Sorry for the delay, people. Real life just kind of sucks. Hey, before uh, we go any further, you know what doesn't suck? Our sponsors. Our sponsors are awesome. We're talking KryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio.com, Stitcher.com, TruckRadio.net, WP Cycle Web Hosting, Radio KSCR, Geek Factor Radio, Eagle Moss Limited. Just honestly, some of the best people ever, except for you, Joe, at Radio KSCR. I am talking directly to you. So um, Joe puts these little comments on our Facebook page every so often you know when i say stupid things like francis the kanye of the world or zoner's going on about his massive erection he has for kate beckinsale and i think we just lost our our family friendly rating anyway just things like that she kept i think that i think the proper term is boner oh yeah sorry um but she she gets a kick out of it and she comments, but then she posts other things. So she sent us a link, and I don't know if it's up on our Facebook page, and if not, we'll we'll post it, of a creepy, I, I don't know, sex doll prototype that wants to destroy all humans. Now, I think that I saw this a, a few months ago. I think that this actually may be old news, and... I don't know if we talked about it or not here, but this is this is how Judgment Day happens, people. On, on one hand, the sheer amount of actuation they have in the face is amazing. It's able to mimic different reactions very, very, very well. And it has cameras in the eyes, so it'll make eye contact with you. But there's the uncanny valley there where it just seems a little bit too real to be comfortable and it ends up being kind of like judgment day meets a spaz. Yeah. It's kind of creepy when, when it smiles. Yeah. It's also creepy when, uh, uh, when the person holding the uh, interview says, okay, please don't destroy us. And she says, okay, I'll destroy all humans. So thanks for that, Joe. I get to try and fall asleep now. Yeah, it's it's messed up. <laughs> it's straight up messed up. It is. Um, we have other feedback here. I forgot I called myself Fart Gas Penderbottom. I just made that name up on the fly. Um, I think I had some gas churning when I was talking about it. Like people were tweeting it. Like, really? Ha- yeah, hashtag Fart Gas Penderbottom got tweeted. Uh, and Ruff wrote us, says, Dear Mr. Penderbottom, um, I am surprised that the voting change that you would like to address is the electoral voting system. According to Google, there have been 56 presidential elections. Some presidents win two elections. And as you mentioned, four elections have elected the candidate that didn't win the popular vote. You call this a failure. I would call it the electoral college system working as intended. Being a foreigner to the U.S., I had to Google the background of this voting system, and he provides the wiki link. And the big issue to me is that the third candidate really screws the system over. President Clinton won both of his elections with less than 50% of the vote. Ditto Nixon and Bush, too, for their first election victories the u.s should look into proportional representation Uh, it's the voting system that allows for multiple candidates by asking voters to force rank the preferred candidates so imagine a strong green candidate in this election will get about 25 percent of the vote with the remaining 75 being split between trump and clinton under the current system a vote for green candidate is equivalent to not even voting under proportional representation system once the initial round of counting has concluded and the green candidate has come in last that candidate's Canada's second preference votes are distributed between Trump and Clinton. And I've seen this, you know, I've seen it where he goes on for a few more paragraphs because it's rough. Um, But I've seen this in other things, not here in the U S for any of our elections, because our elections don't work this way. You know, I actually though have seen it um, like in, in state caucuses and things like that. Um, 
more local elections will work that way. Well, yeah, and it works very well when you have multiple candidates because let's say that there's five different candidates and candidate B gets voted in as second place by everyone. He's everyone's second choice, but no one can agree on the first choice Well, because he got the most votes, period. He would then become the winner. And it makes sense. And Ruff, you're absolutely right. The Electoral College was built to... Well, actually, the Electoral College was built to handle 13 colonies with a poor communication system between each other, uh, not 50 state with faster-than-light communication, it seems. But that aside, uh, the real problem with the Electoral College system happens when you combine it with gerrymandering, which is another Wikipedia article you should look up because it sucks. You know, though, you could say that about the whole election process, the whole electoral process, because there's so much gerrymandering that goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, um, it doesn't matter what you read on Wikipedia, unfortunately, uh, and most people in the United States don't even know this, that uh, your electoral college vote doesn't actually mean it is for the president. It is a suggestion to the electors. The electors aren't voted on, they aren't even announced, we don't know who they are, but in the end, they actually are the ones who cast their ballot for or against the president or whoever. Um, The idea being that your state could have voted 100% for one candidate, and the elector will take that under advisement, but really doesn't think that's right and could cast your state's votes for someone else. This isn't common, But it has happened in the past, and it comes back to the idea back in the day when the delegates were there at Washington, D.C., and they might get a bit of news before the colony back home could get the news, and they would be called upon to make a split-second decision without having to send it back home to Georgia or something, rerun an election with the new bit of news, and send the results back up. We still do it. Over 200 years later, we still do that. So the entire system's a lot more screwed up than you think. But thank you, Ruff. I do appreciate it. And it is kind of interesting to hear other people's takes on it from around the world. It really is. Um, Other feedback from Paul uh, says, uh, and remember last week we called to see what other people's internet speeds were like. Uh, He says, at home I have Virgin Vivid, which claims 200 megabits per second, but gets uh, 150. This was a recent upgrade from their 100 megabit service. That's not bad. That's pretty good. In South Korea, most public Wi-Fi and homes have a gigabit connection, which is why we hate them, Paul. Also, when in Hong Kong, the broadband was pretty equal mixture of fantastic and laughable. At work, where British Telecom is the only service available, we get a max of 20 megs, so we need four connections just to get our internet services to work. Put simply, if British Telecom were a restaurant rather than an ISP, the UK population would be dead from food poisoning or starvation. On another note, I recently had a guy at work tell me that he loved his Windows Phone interface but loved the App Store on the S6. I put Launcher 8 on his phone, and he thinks I'm a wizard but also seems much happier. This might be a tip for glue. Thanks, Paul. Not just providing feedback for us, but feedback for other listeners. I think that's awesome. I think so, too. Uh, I have tried Launcher 8. Um, It's gotten a lot better. There's another one, and I can't think of it right now, that's actually better than Launcher 8. I'll see if I can find it. Um, I like Nova. I've been using Nova for years. I'm happy with it. I use Nova as well, but Nova does not have a Windows interface style, unfortunately. That is true. Now, he does bring up an interesting thing when it comes to business class internet, and I don't know why this is the case. I work in IT, and I don't know why this is the case. He gets 200 megabits at home. His work can only get 20 megabits. It's the same where I work. I don't understand it. I I get uh, 120 here at home. And I pay like 55 a month for that. Okay. At work, we get 50 megabits and we pay almost like 1500 a month for it. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. But it's business class. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Isn't internet internet? If I mean, you want really, really bad, um, go to Australia. Ruffle back me up on this one. We used to, uh, a company I used to work for had offices in Adelaide. Oh, good Lord. We're talking like two and a half down. Well, they say everything in Australia will kill you. Including, including the lag. Including internet speeds. <laughs> including lag, yes. All right. Um, into our headlines. I don't know. Did you get any feedback? Um, no. I could make some up, but it, at this point, it's kind of pointless because... Yeah, whatever. See, and I feel bad because I haven't even <laughs> logged into our site's... Uh, 
um, forms to see if anyone's put feedback in through there. Oh, yeah, huh? I completely forget about the site. I always just go to the back end on the website. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how bad we are, people. I apologize. I'll let Zoner oh. start off here while I go through the back, though. Well, we should mention, though, Salt Lake Comic Con coming up in just a couple weeks. They made some big announcements this past week. Mark Hamill is going to come. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. His, his only U.S. convention appearance. He will be here Thursday only. And let's face it. I mean, he is the best Joker. He's the best. What I really want them to do, though, and I'm actually going to be, uh, well, I think you're joining me as well, Zook. Uh, we're going to do a Generic Geek podcast episode with Dan Farr this week uh, and talk a little bit about Comic-Con. Um, I want, I want, um, shoot, their name just, name just escaped me. Tara, what's her face that does the voice of Harley Quinn? Shoot, I am such a... Tara Strong. Tara Strong, Yes. I want Tara Strong to to come. I think that would just be that would be awesome. You get you get the Joker and Harley, and then hey, why not bring Kevin Conroy back? Get all three of them up there on stage. How epic would that be? That would just be awesome. That would be so, incredible. We actually do have feedback on the site. Do we really? Yeah, it's from like two months ago. Sorry, Glue. <laughs> 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 just email us. You can put it on the site, but as you can see, we fail. Uh, he so was asking what our thoughts were on uh, an article he saw about Green Arrow Rebirth anti-Batman. I haven't seen it. So Neither I have can't, I. I can't comment. Sorry, Glue. Our thoughts are less than impressive? No, actually, the Rebirth line is doing really well right now. No, I'm saying our thoughts are less than impressive. Yes, our thoughts are generally less than impressive. It's kind of like two idiots with microphones just sitting here talking to you. Like we keep saying. Yes, but no, the Rebirth line is actually doing really well. They they topped Marvel last month in sales, so DC did. So good for them. Yep. Okay, so into our headlines. And we start off with, yay, your phone is vulnerable to an attack. Yeah, it's a pretty big one, too. Um, it's for Android phones. If you have one of 900 million tablets and smartphones that use particular Qualcomm chip, which, oh, by the way, like all the phones built in the last couple of years do, they are susceptible to what's being dubbed the quad router attack, which sounds like a plumbing accessory. <laughs> yeah. Like if I if something gets backed up in my toilet, I want a quad router. It just sounds like it'll do the job better. It it really does. And yes, I'll just leave it at that. Yep. Um so there are four different security vulnerabilities, which is why they're calling it a quad router. Um and they list them all out here. One is uh in Qualcomm's GPU driver, another one's in another GPU driver, one's in the kernel module, uh, and the final one is has been fixed. They don't know how it's also in the GPU driver, but they don't know how many people actually have the fix installed. So, yay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. How, I mean, this is serious because, I mean, 900 million, but you really need to install the malware onto your phone. So, in theory, as long as you're downloading your, your apps from trusted sources, i.e., the Play Store. You should be okay, I would think. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I my, my phone, my beloved S7, is vulnerable. It is. Yeah. As uh, is mine. So is a BlackBerry Priv, though. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're like on the same level as BlackBerry now. Well, I'm just saying that's not quite the way I'd take it. I'd take it more that uh, it really runs the gamut. <laughs> <laughs> on one end, you have the S7, and on the other hand, it has the Priv. So you probably fall somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, now, what I do find funny is the fact that this actually also affects the black phone. That super secure one that's supposed uh -huh. to be like all sorts of vulnerability proof. Yep. Now, um, if you worry about that, if you're wondering if you have it or not, there is an app uh, made by Checkpoint Software called the quad router scanner. This is kind of like the stage fright scanner that went around uh, a while before. Um, I always kind of find it funny. If I was going to make an app that installed this vulnerability, I'd put it in with a scanner that says whether or not it's searching for oh, the vulnerability. Totally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Totally. I mean, that's like evil genius right there. That's like you get your own island that's shaped like a skull. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if you want a skull-shaped island because you know everyone's going to find it on Google Maps. Uh, yeah, probably. I'd, I'd really rather have like a nondescript-shaped island. <laughs> yeah, a heart-shaped island. I'm, I'm just saying, if it's, it's a thin shape, everyone's going to find it. That that's that's true. That's true. So, what else do we have here? Do we want to stay with mobile stuff, or should we should we jump into Google and their new OS? Well, let's stay with mobile. Besides, I'm also scanning to see if my device is vulnerable. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Well, while you're doing that, let's talk about the HTC 10 and T-Mobile. Now, we've talked a little bit about the HTC, how their phones are just kind of meh at this point. And, Zook, you are vulnerable, dude. To only three of them, though. That's good. I guess. That's good. I, I did hear that T-Mobile is going to be pushing out a security and or security update. I'm only three times dead, not four, so it could so be worse. Ho- hopefully, hopefully it takes care of it. But speaking of T-Mobile pushing stuff, they're pushing the HTC 10 out the door, and no one even noticed. For I mean, it, they've had it for two months. This is a serious manufacturer's flagship, and they're like, "Nope, we're done." Yeah, this is the HTC 10, which admittedly. How do I describe it? It was a good effort. It really was. It's not a bad phone in any way. In fact, I'd take it over the LG G5 right now. But it really had its candy stolen by Samsung and LG. Samsung launched the S7. LG launched the G5. And it was just neck and neck between the two of them. And kind of on the down low, like a few weeks later, was HTC with the 10. And it just didn't gain any traction in the news. It wasn't. It was nice looking, but there was nothing that set it apart. And everyone was just so tired of HTC with their HTC One, M8, and M9 that I think it just fizzled because of it. Well, they didn't really do anything that spectacular with this particular build either. This I mean, is true. It's, it's it's a solid build. It's a good phone from everything I've heard. But it's just meh. Well, and to be fair, I'll bet you that the S7 wouldn't have gotten just taken off as well as it did if it hadn't been for that buy one, get one free offer. It's like, well, Samsung's going to give you a Samsung Gear VR and one year of Netflix and a $100 gift card and, oh, by the way, another phone for free. Yeah. Would you like one? Well, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes makes perfect sense. Why not? Yeah, so um, this is kind of funny because this was announced this week that uh, T-Mobile had done this, and no one even noticed. At the same time, the EV leaks dropped uh, the new HTC phones that are going to be coming out, which actually look quite pretty. And they're the Nexus, aren't they? Um, no, no, not these ones. These ones, are okay. Actually, and I don't have the headline for them, but uh, they're black and gold. Nice. They look swank. Fancy, fancy. But, yeah. So, yay. Yay! <laughs> yeah, that just I just think that's kind of weird that they, that they yanked that. And there's, like, no, no, like, tears shed over it or anything. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. You're driving. Okay. What's next? Let's talk about Google. They are developing an OS called Fuchsia. Yes, and we, Zoner and I, are, we, we have some inside track from Schmitty who was ranting about this this morning. I actually didn't see that. I was busy this morning. You were, yes, you were, but we'll go into it here. Fuchsia is designed to work on everything. It can run on PCs, it can run on IoT devices, Internet of Things devices. It's meant to be a very lightweight operating system that can tie everything together, which makes sense. It just makes sense that we could finally have that. Uh, In fact, the very fact that we've had so many different devices in our homes that all run different OSs actually gets a little bit confusing at times. And the big thing that all tech journalists and tech review sites and journalists in general, the media, as it were, keep going on and on that they're developing a new one and it doesn't use Linux. It uses Fuchsia. 
Yes, but fuchsia. No, no, it uses magenta. Well, yes, fuchsia is based on magenta. Yes. Magenta uses a Linux kernel. So Google Fuchsia is using the Linux kernel. Yes. It's just deep. It's 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 very deep. As we pointed out before, this is why most people aren't actually journalists. We need to get some of those freelance tech journalist jobs. Seriously. Um I don't know if we will ever actually see this in a way that's meaningful to the public. I think this will be hitting developers. I think a developer kit probably is already out. If it, and if not, it will be soon. But this will be something that people develop for and we eventually see come out in different products. You know, We'll see it on the new uh, Google router probably and Google IoT devices. And hey, your Android phone integrates perfectly with it because of course Android is also forked from a Linux background. So I actually saw something that it's going to be coming out for the uh, Raspberry Pi as well. Mm-hmm. It makes is, sense. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Something different to play with. Indeed. Um, in other Google news, this is just minor, but it's about freaking time. I think this is an indication of something bigger, but Google has changed it. So you no longer need to have a Google plus profile to post a review in the Google play store. I thought that was an interesting article when I read it. And my first thought when I saw the headline was, are they going to finally kill off Google plus Google plus was supposed to be something that all Android people had because, Hey, you have an Android, right? So you must obviously use Google products here. Let's just set you up a Google plus account as well. And I don't think, I think people have been just even more resistant to it because of that. Yeah. And you know, I used Google plus for a long time, quite regularly. Um, and I'll still check it every now and then, but it's it's always seemed to me to be the the social network where it's very specific and it seems to be centered around tech people, um, developers, you know, pretty hardcore geeks like us. And so for that reason, it appealed to me. I wasn't getting inundated with, you know, Farmville games or whatever. But, you know, it's, I look at it now and it just, and maybe it's just because of the pages that I, that I, and the groups that I subscribe to, but it just seems like a bunch of noise that doesn't really add any value to my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And actually the only reason I ever used it, uh, on my phone even was because if you configure your phone right with it, then all your contacts automatically updated with their picture. Yes. And so did you. Which is nice. But that's literally the only reason I ever used it on my phone. And I never used it on my PC. Interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't think they're ever going to fully admit that it didn't work because I think too many people are using it. You know, it was easy with Wave and with Plus One that not enough people were using it or killing it. It's a bad idea. Google plus has been around long enough that I think if they were ever going to admit it's missed the mark, they would have done it already. Do you? Yeah, Cause they killed the Google homepage. I don't know if you remember that. No, I In do. In fact, I talked to the lady. I I'm actually connected with her on LinkedIn. I worked with her on a project. She was in charge of that. And I told her, I said, I was pissed when you killed that. And she said, well, it came from, up above i i really had no control which is what i would say too if i had somebody saying i was they were pissed about a choice i made but you know a lot of people i know used the google homepage and they killed that so it's entirely possible they could kill google plus too and don't even start us on google reader oh yeah yeah i forgot about that i don't even read rss feeds anymore i still use feedly but I find that I'm spending more and more time on Reddit. So, but yeah, I, I could see him. I could see him killing it. Mm-hmm. Let's go into backdoors. Never mind, that sounded wrong. Let's talk about <laughs> backdoor vulnerabilities. Not much better. I love that. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, Mrs. Penderbottom. Um, so Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, Volkswagen I, uh, has a security vulnerability that was discovered. Um, and over at Wired, they, they wrote up about it. Some guys, some researchers actually were able to use an Arduino and use an existing Volkswagen backdoor vulnerability to unlock and gain access to pretty much every style of Volkswagen made since 1995. That's a lot of cars. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't know. What, what was Volkswagen's thinking here with the back door? It did, did they say why they did it? They didn't. Um, instead, I think it was simply that, oh, well, you know, why do we need to put the security on this? This is never going to become commonplace enough that anyone else will be able to figure out a way to get into it. Which is obviously not correct. Um, you should never, ever, ever, ever underestimate the power of future technology. Because when Volkswagen Group made these cars in the mid-90s, I'm pretty sure they never expected Arduinos to be even existing, never mind the fact that they just cost $40. Yeah, and they just, I mean, that Arduino board will just, I mean, destroy the 1990s uh, automotive-grade encryption. I mean, this isn't military encryption here. This is this is freaking V-dub encryption. I mean, these, this is the company that makes hippie wagons. <laughs> I don't think there's I, any encryption on the old hippie wagons. There's probably not. Just a bunch of weed. But it, it's not just Volkswagen, though. It, it affected other cars, too. Alfa Romeo. Well, it's the, um, it's the Volkswagen group. Yeah. Uh, Fiat, Ford, Mitsubishi, Nissan, Peugeot, Opel, and Citroën. Citroën, yep. Um, I was going to give you credit because you said Peugeot correctly, and then you questioned your Citroen. Yeah, well, I know Peugeot and I know Opel because I lived in South Africa, and those were popular cars there. So, yeah, we need to like start like Opel. a stolen droids tropes. The things that Zana repeats. He knows the person who is involved with iGoogle. He brings that up like once every three months. <laughs> South Africa, he brings up once every month. Uh, once every month and a half is Jericho. Oh, shoot. You just triggered me, man. I, I'm just saying, you know. It's like, everyone take a shot. jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm all triggered. All I can picture right now is like a picture of the Jericho logo and a picture of me being triggered in meme form. What does a triggered designer look like in meme form? <laughs> I don't know, but it's probably not very attractive. No. Um, so let's talk about another backdoor. This one is a little bit more recent, which makes it, in my opinion, a little bit more embarrassing. So Microsoft has had what they call Secure Boot. And most people probably haven't even thought twice about it. But most Microsoft products, uh, computers, laptops, tablets, have Secure Boot on it. And what it means is that when Secure Boot is enabled it won't allow you to install any other operating system on that hardware. Now, by and large, that's not something that's enabled for most consumer-grade equipment. Uh, as an IT professional, I may enable Secure Boot on our office machine so someone can't go in and try and install another operating system on the computer. Or, in the case of the Surface RT, you remember Microsoft's original Surface that ran on an ARM processor? Uh -huh. They locked that thing down with Secure Boot so it could only run Windows RT. So you couldn't go out and buy a cheap Windows RT, which had better hardware than nearly any Android tablet, and install Android on it. Except it turns out you can, because Secure Boot wasn't nearly as secure as anyone thought, and it has been broken. Uh, well, when I say broken, I mean... It turns out there was a back door left in it, and Microsoft accidentally leaked the golden keys. And there may be nothing they can do about it, because if you have the key, you may be able to gain access no matter what. Now, I don't understand. How do you accidentally leak the golden keys? When this happened, I kept seeing like everyone talking about Microsoft leaked their golden key. How does that accidentally happen? What kind of, what kind of idiot do you have to be? Someone who didn't pay attention to a reply all. That could be. 
<laughs> I, I'm just saying I, it happens, you know. Reply all. Oh, hey, by the way, what what are we doing for lunch? You idiot! Further down the chain is our golden key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. Like, you know, I learned when I was in Chicago a couple weeks ago. Social engineering is so very easy to do. You don't even need to try with a lot of people. I gained access to a secure government building three days in a row just because I looked official and I looked like I knew what I was doing. Granted, I was official and I did know what I was doing, but the people that let me in those locked doors had no clue. Oh, yeah. Number one way to gain access anywhere, walk with purpose, carry a clipboard. Yep. Or in today's world, a laptop or iPad. Yep. So, but yeah, I mean, I could totally see that somebody leaking the golden keys just because they got social engineered. Mm-hmm. Now that you now that um, I think about it. Now, our our last little backdoor vulnerability, unfortunately, may actually be on your back door, not your butt, but actual back door. Um, so, DefCon is going on right now, or DefCon, excuse me, uh, not which is not to be confused with Def Jam. It's a security hackers uh, conference. <laughs> wow, that was not a very timely reference, but carry on. You see, kids, back in the day, we had what we called Def Jam. And because I grew up in white suburbia, I don't actually know entirely what it was, but they sold some CDs or something. <laughs> okay, carry on. Joe is screaming at her radio right now. <laughs> It was actually, it's a recording label, dude. I know. Something about Def Jam Records, right? Uh, But hey, they've got Justin Bieber and, you know, Rihanna and Jay-Z. I think that makes, means that they've lost all cred. Anyway, so, they have... Kanye uh, West? eh, You mean France? (laughs) So... Uh, a group of researchers have uh, disclosed and, and ex- shown examples now of like the top seven Bluetooth enabled deadbolt locks. You know, you can add these into your system. You can control them with your phone, control them over Wi-Fi or Z-Wave or Zigbee. Uh, really big in the IoT Internet of Things par- uh, sections for your smartphone, right? Except for six of them have built-in vulnerabilities that allow pretty much anyone to get into your house with them. And in one case, the manufacturer even says, yeah, we know it's there. We have no plans on fixing it. Yeah, that's what that's I hate that when they get busted and say and shown the vulnerabilities and then they turn around and say, not a big deal. No, that's a big deal. That's my family's safety at risk. That's kind of the biggest deal, actually. Yeah, that that's a big deal. Now, the Noke padlock and the Masterlock padlock. Um, were uncrackable. So that's good. From an electronic standpoint. Yes. Yeah, and I guess the Quickset Kiva was opened with a flathead screwdriver. <laughs> we call that low-tech hacking. I think that's just simple B&E, isn't it? <laughs> I think so, yes. And, you know, the thing is, I think that that... I got to check my Amazon wish list, but I think that's the one that I wanted. <laughs> Yep. Um, I think that's the one I've been looking at buying. Oh, shoot. We're we're doomed. What's really great here is that there's updates, then update, update, then update, update, update. And I'm just going to read them through this because I can read rather quickly here. Uh, update. In an August 7th presentation at DEF CON, another researcher showed how he defeated most of the security precautions on the August smart lock. Update, update. August Tonk. August contacted Tom's guide about the previous sentence and issued a statement in part, quote, the ability for a user to download and access their own encrypted key has been removed. Our system has never been compromised and none of our users' smart locks have been at risk, end quote. Update, update, update. The researcher who looked into August's smart lock, J-Max, contacted Tom's guide to say that the August, quote, the August is still vulnerable. The information they've been feeding you is nearly completely wrong, end quote. Wow. And and I apologize. It wasn't six out of seven because the number has grown. It's now 12 out of 16. Oh, Bluetooth locks. And yeah, it was the Quickset Kivo that I had on my Amazon wish list. So that's been removed. That's been removed. Dang, I did a lot of research too. <laughs> Evidently not enough. Not enough. Not enough. 
Um, okay. Um, into oh, you know we were going to bring this up last uh, podcast last episode. We've been screwing up the last couple of weeks. Of course, we're recording this Monday night, and last week we also recorded Monday night, which means that the episode has been up a day late, and we've been recording like four days late. Um, like we said before, real life just kind of kicks us in the trash. Um, which is, I think, a Utah saying. Sorry, everyone else. It, we've already lost our family rating. It's kicking us in the balls, y'all. <laughs> Not that my balls are trashy. It's just a saying. Um, Oracle was breached. Yeah, this is a big deal. Their their online or their micros payment system was hacked. And at least my at least Oracle's kind of a small company. You know, I'm sure no one uses their stuff at all. Yeah, I just companies like um, International Hotel Groups, Travel Lodge, Carlson Hotels, um, Ben and Jerry's, Ruby Tuesday, Perkins, Sonic, IHOP, Hard Rock Cafe, Burger King, Cracker Barrel, Carnival, Clark's, Meyer, Gucci, Boss, IKEA. I mean, yeah, there's Adidas. There's a few companies that you may have heard of, and that's just a few of them. Their their software that got breached or compromised or whatever you want to call it has been deployed at over 330,000 sites across 180 countries. That's bad. And and they're not sure just how big the breach is, but there's anonymous sources saying that the hack may have affected up to 700 systems. That is a lot of potential problems. You think about, like, Target. You think about Home Depot, how big those were. I mean, this is this is a five billion dollar acquisition that Oracle did. This is a huge deal. This isn't this isn't a single retailer or brand. This is everywhere. Yeah, everywhere that uses this kind of point of sale technology. Yeah. Yeah, this is. Ooh, I, I'm just waiting to find out how many times I got compromised. Yeah, I'm. I'm waiting for that too. Hashtag, Hashtag hacks honor. Yep. <laughs> well, in effect, you know, it's a good thing you didn't actually have that quick set lock on your door. Otherwise, hashtag hacks honor. They'd be in your home right now. We'd see Hashtag them, hacks honor. Where's my TV? <laughs> uh, we, we'd see it. We'd see them walking behind you right now, making off with your computer as you're trying to record. Yeah, probably. Hashtag give me back my stuff. <laughs> um, let's okay. Let's let's handle some of the actual news here, and then let's go into the hilarious stuff here. Um, Logitech. Now, did they actually rebrand themselves? You know, they said they did, but I think um, it was stupid, and they recognized that. Well, this this device, um, which is called the Pop Home Switch. Um, has their new logo on it. The say it, say logo. that again. Say that again. Pop home switch. It sounds like you're talking to a child. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's got it's got the new branding on it. Yeah. So um, if you ever see Logi, it's the same as Logitech. Yes. I don't know why they thought that was a good brand, but yeah, I don't. I don't either. But they they've got their Harmony remotes. They've got their Circle Home camera. Um, now they've got the Pop Home switch to add to Pop your home. smart home. Pop Home. Pop Home. Pop Home. It's the one Pokemon no one has caught. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the idea is is that you can assign it up to three different functions. Just this one little switch. And it's easy enough to use and easy enough to integrate. Like Schmitty was talking about adding this to his kids' rooms. Because it's just a button. Yeah, it's just a button. I'm not sure what the three different functions are or how to do it, but hey, seems cool. Yeah, I guess you can single press, double press, or long press to trigger different actions. And I love how they say it can be used by anyone. I, I beg to differ. I'm pretty sure my two-month-old could not use this. Not intentionally, anyway. So Not yeah, you could, I could, I could set one up here in my office. So one press, it turns on the light or turns off. It toggles the light switch, right? Uh, double press, it uh, blacks out the window uh, or unblacks it out. Um, yeah, we'll get to Snapchat here in a second. Um, and a long press deploys sentry turrets outside the house. Oh, see, I thought you were going to go with turns on 
Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. Since you were dropping the lights and pulling the shades, you know, why not? A little sexy time. The rotating bed just kind of folds out from the wall. Indeed. It starts vibrating when you put a quarter in it. I want to know, has anyone tried to make a rotating bed out of a bed that wasn't circular? Because I just imagine that like on a, <laughs> like on a twin, it's just looking like a propeller. <laughs> it would look like a rodeo, like a rodeo robot, like a fucking bull. Well, and here's my question. If you have a ceiling fan above it and you rotate the bed at the same speed as the ceiling fan blades. One, I think you'll throw up instead of having sexy time. But two, that would be trippy as all else. Is it going to appear as though the ceiling fan is sitting, is sitting still? If you're moving the same speed, is it going to appear to be stationary? I, I so want to Google to see if there's any GoPro videos of rotating beds, but I worry about what I'll find. <laughs> Do it on your own time, man. We're doing a show here. Okay. So, um, yeah. This is kind of a cool device. I can see I can see some good use for it, um, you depending know what, on the price. You know what isn't a cool device, but still has a good use? You know where I'm going with this one. Is it is it the story that I put on that just made me giggle harder than anything? Um, yes. Is it is it the Wee Vibe Four Plus? So the Wee Vibe is what, in some circles, you'd call a marital aid, uh, and in other circles, it's just a sex toy. They've gone through a few different iterations of it, but the most recent one is connected for some reason. Look, I'm all for Internet of Things. I'm all for smart devices. But at a certain point, you really have to ask yourself, why? Why does this need to be a connected smart device? Well, it turns out it was giving information back to the manufacturer on pulse rate, uh, um, blood pulse rate, like your heart pulse, not, not the Wee Vibes pulse rate actually no it was sending that back too it was sending everything back every time you used it to the manufacturer basically everything except video i hope i'm i'm guessing (laughs) i'm assuming that would drain the batteries (laughs) yeah Hmm. yeah i thought this was a funny story though um let's talk about some other fun privacy violation um that sounded wrong. This is this entire episode is just going sideways. We are we are like so PG thirteen tonight, aren't we? Oh, um. So anyway, <laughs> funny story that's not too funny, but kind of funny. You know um, when people say, "Oh, we located this person by their IP address," right? You see it on CSI shows all the time. We've tracked their IP address to this house. Uh, over here in this particular neighborhood or, or whatnot. Well, they do that by geocoding IP addresses to specific addresses. That's great when it's actually registered with the ISP like it should be. It's not great when it's simply registered to, say, a county or a state or a country, in which case they'll just pick the center of whatever it is. If my IP address is registered to a county, then the pin will drop in the center of the county. Well, it turns out that the center of the U.S., the geographic center of the U.S., happens to be very, 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 very close to a couple uh, living in Kansas. It's a little farmhouse in Kansas. And they're suing the internet mapping firm that handles this for very little money, all things considered. They have had the authorities at their house so many times because every single crime that's committed with an IP address that's only registered to the U.S., the authorities show up at their home. Yeah, that's just crazy. I mean, their first week there, they had two deputies from the sheriff's department come looking for a stolen truck. And this happens so many times they can't even count. Yeah. Over the last five years. People looking for runaway children, uh, attempted suicide calls, computer fraud, identity thieves. Um, It's gotten so bad that, like, local law enforcement had to run background checks on them for all the different... Just because, like, why? These people are getting a lot of calls put on them. Uh, People will come to their home thinking that you guys ripped me off. 
and they'll come to the home and confront them and saying it's like no it's not us yeah that's that's just ridiculous and so i mean they're they're only suing this internet mapping company for seventy five thousand dollars i'd probably sue for a lot more than that yeah uh, they have um the company that did this max mind they have changed their policy now so now when it can't actually locate um an actual house or address they now point to the center of bodies of water which is maybe something they should have done beforehand. Yeah, you would think. That makes sense, though, to, to do that. So People can go out there all they want. Yeah. To scream at the center of a lake that they've got ripped off. It's it's the lady of the lake that screwed them over. Is Try and tr- mess with her. Is my truck out here? <laughs> uh, let's go into stupid news. CVS Pharmacies. They want to get in on this mobile payment app, too, but they don't want it to be Google Pay or Android Pay or whatever it is, or Apple Pay or Samsung Pay, nothing like that. You might remember that they had their vitamin C or Vita C or no currency, whatever it was. Yeah, not vitamin C. She doesn't even sing anymore. Um, But the problem is, is that they don't do it very well. Like, Walmart's solution actually seems better than theirs. And what's even worse is the fact that I don't have any hard numbers on this. It's all anecdotal. I can't imagine that CVS's demographic is huge into up-and-coming technologies or hard-to-use payment systems. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that. However, there is one feature that I think is kind of smart here. Um, You can use it at drive-up windows when you're driving through the pharmacy. That's and, in, and instead of handing your phone over to the CVS team member, uh, a.k.a. employee, you can give them a five-digit code that's on your screen. I think that's clever. That is kind of cool. I, I do like that, but it's just ridiculous. It also means that CVS is never planning to have more than 10,000, no, sorry, um, 100,000 transactions happening at any time throughout the U.S. Yeah. No, five-digit, 10,000. Five-digit, 100,000. Oh, 99, 99, yeah. Yeah, and zeros. Yeah. I remember that episode of Square One TV. Look it up, youngsters. Um, So the thing is, is that I just think this is a little bit too difficult. Not to sound like an ageist, okay, but I... I can't get my mom to figure out mobile payments as it is with just tap to pay. I wouldn't want to try and explain, okay, well now open this up, give them this code or take a picture of the QR code or hand them your phone or they're just going to freaking hand you the card. They are. They are. There's, I, I don't understand this. I would think that they, if they were smart, I think they would go and team up with someone like Samsung or Apple and try and get some of the features that they want built into one of those. You know, do a partnership. I would say, hey, you know what? Put it into a medical bracelet. That's kind of cool. Put it into a medical bracelet that, by the way, also has any drug allergies or medical treatment or medications you're currently taking, emergency contact information, and no transaction can be run for more than X amount. And you can set that. So an, an, an NFC bracelet. That yeah. is a brilliant idea. So grandma can use it when she goes to CVS, but she can't use it for more than $20 at a time. So she doesn't need to worry about sitting there mashing her palm against the, the payment tab. And when she gets home, she finds she's just been charged $200. Yeah. That's, that's smart, actually. Yeah, I know. And it only took me 30 seconds of thought. So it makes me wonder <laughs> what the crap is happening with these other companies. It, it, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Really uh, good point. Um, okay, so I've been holding off on this one. Um, it's just funny. Snapchat. Now, we talked a couple months, was it a month ago? Yeah. A couple shows back. About their the Bob, Bob Marley Mar- filter. Yeah, the blackface, the digital blackface. Yeah. And we, we talked a little bit longer before that about the speed filter of the yes. moronic girls speeding like at 119 miles an hour. And killed somebody. Yeah. Um, and then 
posted the picture, so blessed to be alive. By the way, if anyone ever posts a picture of themselves saying so blessed after something like that, I think they deserve to be smothered in their hotel bed. Uh, not hotel bed, hospital bed. Okay. I'm just going to go on record right there. I'll keep that in mind, Zook. This is what happens when we record on Mondays. I'm like Garfield. I'm just not happy. Um, well, so Snapchat brought out a new filter. Um, let's just say I guess they're aiming for my demographic now. So if you want squinty eyes and a buck teeth and uh, basically to look like every World War II propaganda caricature of the Japanese people, well, they have a filter for that. Congratulations. It is pretty impressive. I just... I. They took the filter down. I don't know what they were thinking at this point. It's like after the last one, did like no one think that maybe you should develop some kind of approval system for this? There's absolutely zero common sense here when it comes to racial sensitivity. And you know me, I like to make a racist joke as much as the next guy. But when you're a well, all you white is, people do, it's fine. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's kind of hard when you all look alike. True, but, <laughs> but you've got to in in today's society, you can't do this, especially if you're a multi-billion-dollar company like Snapchat. I just there is no common sense with Snapchat. There is none, uh, and I'm going to be honest here now, people uh, that. If you use Snapchat, I'm going to lump you in with the company. There's no good reason to use it. There's none. Yeah. It, yeah. But, you know, you're exactly right, though. That is like that is like the perfect World War II caricature of the Japanese. It reminds me of, like, the old Max Fleischer Superman cartoons. Yeah. Or really any comic book from that era. It's just amazing. Just amazing. I And to anyone who thinks that I'm being unfair by lumping you in, let's say that you use Tinder, okay? Only it's not Tinder, it's Flinder, because I don't want to actually suggest this. And Flinder works a lot like Tinder. The only difference is, is that when you use Flinder, you have a one in three chance of being stabbed to death by the person you meet. Well then, if you use Flinder, I'm going to assume you're an idiot. So, along those lines, if you use Snapchat, I'm probably not going to think too highly of your intelligence. Yeah, I'm starting to get to that point as well. Yeah, I'm just saying. Which one was... Why do you use Snapchat to uh, show a picture, picture of your trash, as we just referred to ourselves? Um, or in hopes that it gets deleted immediately afterwards? Or do you want a racist picture? Or do you want a dangerous picture? Or do you want a so-blessed picture? Yeah, there's... Just what the crap, people? <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of snarky tonight, more so than normal. Get off my lawn! This is fun. Um, last headlines, and these ones are hilarious. Oh, well, we got we got. Let's talk about Hulu real quick. Oh Hulu. yes, you're right. You're right. That wasn't the last one. Take it away. This is so, unfortunate. This is this is kind of interesting. Now you've heard Zook and I bash on hulu for what a couple years now probably for eight minutes of programming followed by 15 minutes of commercials yeah and that's with their free service and schmitty always gets after us because you know if you don't like the commercials don't pay for it even when i had hulu premium or hulu plus or whatever it was still did not like the commercial to tv show ratio which is why i stopped paying for it so their free service is actually coming to an end and they're hoping that people will just pay for it now. So they're doing away with their, with their free, free service. And if you now want to watch Hulu, you can pay seven ninety nine a month and so, get ads and still get ads. What is it? 12 bucks, 13 bucks a month for no ads. You know, what also gets you no ads. Zoner's favorite from a couple weeks ago. Pie hole. Yes, I love Pie Hole. Just saying. Just saying. You know, it's funny. Earlier tonight, my wife was trying to look, click on some Google search results, and they were all the sponsored ads up at the top. She's like, it just brings up this Google ad services page, and it's blank. 
I said, well, because it's an ad. So she clicks on the next one. That's an ad. She had to go down like halfway halfway down the page before she found something that wasn't an ad in Google search results. And then it loaded just fine, ad-free. It was awesome. Yep. Okay, so our last set of headlines, and yes, it's an entire set. Facebook announced, and I I want to say this, we were going to talk about it last week's episode. We didn't get around to it. But Facebook wanted to deliver ads that can't be blocked. Because... They, yeah, They've come up with some sort of algorithm that will get around ad blockers. Yeah, because they really want you to see ads because they're kind of like a douche like that. Um, I'm not even going to pretend anymore. I'm just kind of pissy tonight. Um, So (laughs) that went on. People freaked out. Everyone freaked out. Uh, Adblock came out and said, don't worry. We figured out what it was they were doing. Our Adblock Pro will continue to block Facebook ads. Yay. Everyone rejoiced. Like 30 hours later, Facebook has figured out what Adblock Plus or Adblock Pro was doing and has circumvented it. So now, once again, the ads are unblockable. And I just see this becoming like the new Cold War. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to meet in Reykjavik to discuss which ads can and can't be blocked. Exactly. There's going to be like an entire convention about this. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Both sides agree. The click here to win ads are just annoying. Then no one will use those. Now, I'm running uBlock Origin in Google Chrome, and I've got Pi-hole on my network. I don't see any ads. Yeah, it's amazing how that happens. It's it's really kind of cool. Yep. Um, okay, into our favorites this week. My favorite, as you might have expected, new Rogue One trailer, Star Wars Rogue One. They're calling this one the story trailer. It's not a teaser. It's a full trailer. But they're maybe it's because it's a Star Wars story, but it's not actually Star Wars. The only part of the story you get is it's before the Battle of Yavin. And there's a resistance, which you might even call a rebellion. And there's some kind of empire that they're fighting against. It honestly doesn't give that much story. And I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah, we've talked in the past, uh, I think on Generic Geek, we talked a lot about like Batman versus Superman, how it just gave everything up in mm-hmm. the trailer. And that seems to be the new the new way to go about things. Yeah. I like that they're playing things close to the vest. And, and it could be, when you look at back at it, episode uh, seven, you know, The Force Awakens was kind of the same way. Okay, there's an X-Wing flying along the water. Okay, there's a TIE fighter. Oh, there's a black stormtrooper. Oh, Han and Chewie are home. And other than that, we don't have a clue what the crap is going on here. Yep. And here, we don't even have that. We don't have an X-Wing anywhere in this trailer. We have a ship that could be one. It's probably a headhunter. Bit of EU there for people. Um, Not the EU that UK left. Like the EU, like Lucasfilm left. Um, (laughs) There's no TIE fighter. There's no Han and Chewie. There's no Black Stormtrooper. So the only point of reference we have on this is that we know it's a Star Wars story and some of the set pieces look like they were lifted straight out of A New Hope. And that's it. That's all we have. It's exciting. It is. It's, It's pretty cool. It, it's quite cool, in fact. So uh, my favorite this week is probably one of the greatest voicemail messages I've ever heard. It's from Jim Lee, who is a bigwig at DC, amazing artist, one of my favorite artists. Uh, but he somehow got Mark Hamill to record his voicemail greeting for him. And Mark Hamill did it as the voice of the Joker. Now, with Mark Hamill coming to Salt Lake Comic Con in just a few days... I thought this was an appropriate appropriate favorite. But yeah, if you have not heard this, it, it went viral uh, for a few days. Jim Lee posted it on Instagram. Uh, if you have not heard it, you need to check it out because it is one of the coolest things you will ever hear. All right. Uh, that is our episode. Sorry it's late. Sorry we were grumpy. It happens. Uh, but hey, it was fun. Let us know uh, what you're thinking. Let us know... If you have feedback for any of our other feedback, feedback for any of our other listeners. After all, we exist simply to serve you. Or give us a feedback on Facebook, 
Twitter. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Email us, feedback at StolenDroids.com. I'd say go to StolenDroids.com and fill out the form there, but we've just proven we don't check it. So do it at your own risk. Yeah, do it. Just be brave and email us directly. Three months later, we'll, we'll stumble across the joke that you submitted, and it'll be entirely out of context and all the more hilarious for it. And until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.